Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. As unbelievable as it sounds, this is another Arsenal podcast that is the Away Gunners podcast. We bring news and reaction from Arsenal fans from all over the world. On this episode of the Away Gunners podcast, me, Arun and Alan get together to discuss the draw against Leeds United over the weekend. We turn the discussion into kind of a fight on players like William, Pepe and the midfield. We also discuss in great detail about Project Arteta. Oh yeah, and the predictions to the upcoming Wolves game. Do check out. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Avegonas podcast. We have got uh, Ellen and Arun with us today. Uh, Bob is missing out due to some uh, personal reasons. Hi Ellen. Hi Picasso. Hi. Hi Arun. Hey. So, I prefer not to use the word uh, another deflating loss, but uh, it's not a loss, but it is kind of a loss of three points there. Do you guys feel that way about the uh, about the game or do you guys feel that it's a point game? Uh, for me, it's a point game. Like, see, normally we should defeat Leeds. I would take away that. But, like, uh, this is the toughest week we can face Leeds. And with the way Leeds were playing and the way we were playing, it is definitely a point game for me. Hmm. Arun's always positive. So, he's going to say the same thing too, I, I think. But based on <laughs> based on based on where we are at the table, do you think it's a point game? Are you certain that it's a point game? Okay, forget about all that. Um, last week, uh, when when we last part, when you asked me for a prediction, I told you this is going to be a loss. I think we're going to lose two zero or something. You know, okay. um, given that was my prediction and that was my mentality going into the game. Uh, this definitely is a game, considering like you know we were playing with ten men for most of the second half. So given all this and given the mentality that I had, yes, I would definitely say we were lucky enough to gain a point. Leads were extremely wasteful. We were very lucky to gain a point, uh, but the gameplay was pretty disappointing. You know, of of all the games that we played so far, I believe this has been the most disappointing game in terms of the gameplay in terms of what we were doing, what we set out to do. So, that would be my thing from the game. Oh, really? I thought uh, Aston Villa was... Just to the... add... Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, just to add one thing, since you set up with the table, like, if Leeds are defeated as they would have gone above the table. So, even in that way, it's still a point gain for us. Ah, if Leeds were defeated, who would have gone uh, above? No, no, no. no. Leeds, Leeds if... Leeds uh, would have leapfrogged us if they have defeated us. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a positive way of putting it. But like when Arun said that it's the most disappointing gameplay. Uh, are you sure this is more disappointing than an Aston Villa game? I felt okay. the Aston Villa game was like totally dispirited. We we lost the game mentally. Here, even after going ten men, holding 
holding or holding on no, to yeah, the whole i would say no i would agree with arun on this like uh, the reason being that like, even in aston villa game right like mm-hmm. we were like too defensive we didn't attack much at least we had a game plan there here it was like complete like chaos like uh, the team was structured in a different way they played in a different way there was like lot of confusion there was no clarity at all so i will definitely agree with uh, arun on that and just to give another example if you take all the leeds games so far whatever may be the score like they all would have been interesting mm-hmm. see it doesn't like say even if you are defending very well right and even if you're not attacking leeds will be doing waves and waves of attack and like there will be a good fight between the attack and defense even that was missing in this game there were like lot of loose passes we were not even able to continuously pass three four uh, things like leads were like easily breaking us like so we were that bad in this game and uh, there was like to be like uh, if you ask my honest opinion the game like where like uh, so far in this entire season this is the first game where i thought like i should uh, switch off this game because it might be a, like 7 or 80 for us luckily for us like leads were like really bad in their finishing on that day or else like see losing 6-0 to a city doesn't hurt much but like say losing 6-0 or a 5-0 to leeds would have hurt even bigger but that is the that is the whole point right like uh, we have been talking about like other teams missing out a lot of uh, shots on us but that has been happening for so long like from last season they there this seems to be a strategy or this seems to be something that the new arsenal is that we take we no take, it's uh, we take a lot of shots but we keep them out uh, even in the liverpool game we took a lot of shots 24 no, no, no. shots See, or whatever we were not taking shots we were not taking no, shots no not they us, were taking as in they were no i, I mean no, no, no. but we if were, you see we were right, faced with uh, it no no if you see this game in mm-hmm. isolation if you see right like it was not like it, there were a lot of saves from our defenders or from our goalie mm-hmm. many of them like they hit it over the bar or they hit on the bar that was what happened it was not like we saved and like we were like uh, still 0-0 if they had like placed it properly it would have been like as i said 4 or 0 or 5-0 very easily whereas if we take liverpool game like it was not like they were like uh, missing clinical chances or they were like uh, uh, missing it because of their inability they were like playing proper we were defending better but mm. in this game right even we were not see there was no defensive mistakes but uh, there was no proper defending too like we didn't do extraordinarily to prevent their chances like we were giving them chances after chances and uh, they didn't take uh, or they didn't make use of those chances or else like it would have been like we would have been having like another uh, worst episode like or like the worst feeling like uh, what we had like after our last game or even the uh, liverpool game because liverpool game we had some confidence and we were feeling bad it would have been something like that only this week also but putting this into perspective around um, our premier league form has been awful but this this doesn't mean that arsenal has been awful we have been winning all our other games as in the cup games europa games not just the europa games even the fa cup games we have won against leicester we have won against liverpool are we a little bit overreacting here in terms of the team performance overreacting i don't know if that's the right word but for me the season is not even 10 games old yet you know mm-hmm. so it's it's still baby steps it's not like everybody else is performing well um the gap between us and the top is not a lot if you think about it uh given the position where we are on the table 
it's not like uncatchable, you know. So, um, and we're not even aiming for the top. So we are just aiming for like, you know, maybe a fourth spot. So in that sense, um, I really don't see the reason to panic yet because you, we always see the manager is playing with what he has. But that doesn't take away the disappointment of having seen a game like that against Leeds um, where, you know, like we were probably in the game for a total of 10 minutes, I would say. Uh, the remaining 80 minutes was all them wave after wave of attack. And like I said initially, you know, it was um, it was not about soaking pressure. Soaking pressure is very different when you're when you a team that is like, you know, playing against a bigger team. You're set up in such a way that you soak the pressure, you let the shots come in, but you know you're compact and defensive when you hit on the counter. You play that against a team like City or, uh, you know, like Liverpool, acceptable. But then uh, this game, it didn't seem like we were really defending. You know, like Ellen said, there were waves after waves of Leeds attack, which did not result in goals just because of how wasteful they were, you know. So, um, it, it, the, 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 the game plan was, was bad and there was like not a lot of cohesion, which leads me to answer your next qu your question about like us performing well outside of the league. Maybe the way we are and the place we are at right now is probably at the level of beating these teams that we play outside of the league more comfortably in cup competitions than in the league. Because if even if you notice the gameplay, there seems to be a vast difference in which the way in the way in which we play um, in the league and outside of the league. There seems to be more freedom in the games that uh, we play outside of the league, be it the Europa League or the FA Cup, the League Cup, whatever it might be. Uh, there seems to be a little bit more directness, fearlessness. You know, like um, there seem to be more intent. Uh, Arteta doesn't seem to be so anal about like losing shape and. Uh, uh, being being um, not that compact defensively when it came, comes to like games uh, outside of the Premier League, but when it comes to the Premier League, there is like a clear, uh, a clear, 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 um, um, like you know, picture that you see, where uh, um, how can I put it? There's there's no um, aggressiveness. There's no aggression amongst the players. There's no like inventiveness. There's no industry. Like. You see these players, it's the same players. A guy like Nelson plays differently in the league as opposed to like a game in the Europe. You know, same thing with Pepe. So, so in that sense, I don't know if it's a rigidity that's working against us or like, you know, the inability to express ourselves properly or the fear, you know, maybe, I don't know. Because we have started as a team that wants to stem the flow of goals first and then go on to score goals. Um, but then in this game, we were not even able to like, you know, uh, stem the attacks that were coming in. So in that sense, it was disappointing. But I believe, I believe we are at a level where we are good enough for all these Europa and FA Cup games. Maybe that says how where we stand during this transition phase. You know, uh, mm. the, the phase that we have been talking about with Arteta taking the reins and and taking us to the next level. Probably this is the transition phase uh, where we have to build. You know, like we have to um, go through all this to get to the next level. So uh, this is. It's interesting, but at the same time, it's it's, it's a bit uh, concerning about the league when when it comes to the gameplay. I, I I really don't care about like you know the, the beautiful way of playing. I I am not worried about that at all. But when there is no game plan and and there's no execution and you are in a game only for all of ten minutes, uh, that that's against the side like Leeds. Uh, that that's a bit of a uh, concern. But the but the starting lineup had a different uh, feel to it. When when I saw the starting lineup, I thought like, okay, we are going to a back four. We are playing Oba to the center. 
even though he said in the press conference that Abba's best position is through the left. Uh, we went through the center. Uh, we had Pepe on pitch. We wanted Willock on pitch. We had Willock on pitch. The only problem I had was Willian. Rest all was what we expected. And this is like the 570th formation that Arteta has been using since this season started. Uh, did you have any concerns when you saw the starting lineup, Ellen? Uh, yes, I had one major concern on Billion. Not because, like, what was Billion performing in this season, but, like, what happened uh, in the international break time. He went okay. to Dubai, like, in, during this COVID period, and, like, he came back. See, as a senior person, right, like, with all these things happening, he should take some responsibility, and he didn't take that. When Gundasi did something like which is against the team's thing, right? He was dropped from the team. But Billion was like not even punished. Like, see, maybe one match against Leeds, if he hasn't played, like Nelson has played, it wouldn't have done big difference for us with the way Billion is playing. But like I felt Arteta, right? Like is not able to have his authority on players whom he has played with or played against uh, like for a longer period. Like not with youngsters whom he might have uh, shared the dressing room for a few years. But like for people like who have played along with him, right? Like I think he doesn't still have that authority or like commanding power. But because he did that with Ozil. Or David. He he no, played Ozil with Ozil. Like, he has got that. I was, I was just about to say that he played with Ozil. No, no, no. Ozil so is something his... beyond uh, his level. Like it is a decision taken at the board level, not at this level. Like, see, if you see, see in isolation, if you see, right, this might not be the thing. But like if you see. Uh, uh, there was a comment from uh, the after the United game that like uh, Auba doesn't call him like as like a coach kind of thing, but that is fine. Like I'm not saying like that should be like hierarchy kind of thing, but like uh, I feel right uh, because of that he's not able to take some actions against these senior professionals is what I feel because William should not have started that as a punishment at least because see if William had got COVID and it had affected the team like few more players there would be a lot more uh, implications. No, it I is not like uh, he came back. Uh, and like I, within 14 days, right? Like he has played again. Like even though he might have been tested negative, it could have been like an uh, asymptomatic situation for him. And because of that, right? Like there could have been impact. I agree with the part that William shouldn't have gone. But the thing, what they are mentioning is it is it is a contractual agreement that he has to do that promotion. And the only problem was he didn't inform uh, Arsenal before going in. And I feel that that is something that Arteta... Th- there are a few factors here, right? First of all, who else have we got to play there? Nelson, maybe. Nelson could have played. N- That's Nelson what I maybe. was saying, right? But, Nelson could have played easily. Yeah, but but then like it's a it's a game against the Leeds team. We have been all... All of us have predicted that we are going to lose that game. And I feel that that is not a game where you... And I feel that that is not like dropping a person is the only way to uh, punish him is not something that I agree with. I feel that there should have been a stronger action. No, but if the you see, doors. right? And also no. I feel that we don't know even half of what is happening behind closed doors. Right? I, I don't think that whatever... No, no, no. Let me put was... one other thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, go no, ahead. No. Let me add one other thing. Like He was not physically fit also. If you see like uh, the substitution... They did for Villian in the 45th minute. Initially, I thought it was like a strategical uh, thing by Arteta. But later on, like after the game got over, there were news was coming out. Like he was, he got an hamstring problem, I think so. Or like some injury. Mm-hmm. He was not even physically fit to play the match. And that's why he was not at all doing anything in the match. See, 
that is what i am saying like see he was he had done something because of this travel and other things he was not physically fit also and he was played so that is why i got the doubt whether arteta has that commanding power over the seniors because see it was just one thing maybe it might be the first time offense from him and like arteta would have said like let us proceed with that like how like nicolas pepe he has said right like he has apologized to the team publicly and uh, privately also and like he is now playing the europa league game like as a main player so i'm okay with billian starting like if that was the only thing he got injured like he was not physically fit also in that case when you play like nelson or even worst case like play anybody for that position from our academy because see it is like you need a perfectly fit player to play against leeds because leeds you need a guy who should be 100% fit for the entire 90 minutes or else like they will punish you in that kind of a game how can you play a off fit billian but that's the same question right how can you, thing is, you, right? you, you would have asked game. you would have asked the same question if you would have played uh, say an academy graduate uh, against a game against leeds against uh, when when we are in a rut when we are when you have lost so many games in in okay see in, in that case right no in that case right yeah in that case right like he could have even even if he doesn't want to play an academy player and he doesn't want even to play nelson you could have started with the same thing laka and the middle auba on the left and uh, pepe on the right and for the very next match right he could have moved auba to center because like with the team he had right like with the set of players he had due to international break and with the see because saka cannot play that day because of playing uh, more than 230 minutes on that international break he could have gone back to that formation itself he himself said before the press conference that he wants auba to be on the left so mm-hmm. he could have played that see the issue with this like you have played like such a formation and you wanted it to be defensive too you didn't want them to see attackers right like uh, has to be creative see that doesn't mean they should not go and help the defensive team but they should also have the creativity allowed arteta didn't allow the creativity for that kind of a formation where the creativity was needed see we don't so have that's, creativity that, that's that. that's another concern i have right because people keep mentioning that uh, arteta is not allowing but that's not how it looks like because he has used so many formations he has used so many no, players no. there has been like for, for 500 formations or something i don't know how many formations no, no, he no. used I'll in say, this no, season no, no. alone say, but no, let he, me give an example with morino mm-hmm. he can use hundreds of formation and you know his formation right it's 10 0 yeah all the 10 defending and nobody in attacking but the formation will say anything like 4 1 2 1 2 4 3 anything he will say 3 5 2 anything but they all will be given instruction they have to defend that's the same thing is happening here because if you see this entire 10 game week or even some of the fa cup matches not the league cup matches the fa cup matches last year when somebody right like goes into attack arteta calls them and he shouts at them and asks them to stay back that has been seen many times in the tv like maybe if you are in the ground we will know exactly what they are speaking but even like after the post covid even the last season right like you could see many times like he could give instructions to people to make them not to commit to attack more mm-hmm. see a guy like pepe for example right like unless he is committing to attack right he will not be uh, useful at all like see many of the attackers see you say to auba like uh, he should not go into that opposition box many times then it doesn't add value like whatever formation you are playing like uh, so as right i don't rightly said right the handshake needs to be removed if you are planning for an attacking see that doesn't mean like you should not lose your structure you can have see you have your back four you have like two of your midfielders what you can say is like the two of the midfielders you can ask them to stay back not allowing them to go beyond the off line 
but your front four right you can ask them to roam freely as much as you can but he is not allowing that also that's where the problem lies no See, that is i'm that... okay with this existing formation mm-hmm. but like, when you want to play a guy like willock at the say something like an attacking midfielder you should allow him to have that creative freedom if you're not going to do that right it will have an impact and i believe that is the one like say if you see the arun's comment the only 10 minutes we were playing if you see exactly in the match right that 10 minutes villa could have tried something mm-hmm. after that villa could have been invisible at all like mm-hmm. he was going towards his right and like he was i'm not sure whether arteta gave instructions or whether anybody within the team gave that instruction he stopped going that side and if you see both this uh, europa league games where he excelled in both the games right he would have moved all the sides and more particularly on the right side from where he was more influential along with pepe so something has like stopped him and the only thing i can think of is arteta because i've seen this game style like he doesn't allow the structure to go completely out of defensive shape and that is a reason i feel like uh, we are struggling even though we are forming the modifying the formation mm-hmm. Arun, do you blame? I would be happy to hear Arun starts here. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because like uh, <laughs> I might be biased. Uh. Yeah, because uh, for me, what I feel about this is regarding Willian in the first place is Willian did something wrong. Yes, by compromising the whole team structure and everything. But he is not a repeat offender. So it might be a case of warning him sternly and giving him a chance because that proves that from a managerial standpoint that proves that. even if you make a mistake i'm willing to give you a chance but not repeatedly that is what i feel about it because what i hear from gindozi is the situation is completely different what gindozi did was totally undermine what the boss did he never apologized he made all those fuss in training ground i don't think willian is that guy and giving him one more chance in this situation is something that i don't feel is wrong and the second thing is there was not a not much choice to choose from instead of villian we could have played nelson which we did ultimately but we had a plan and villian stuck to the plan trusting a youngster is still not a arteta's thing especially when it's a game where everyone wanted him to win right especially after aston villa loss i think all these played into the whole whole situation um, but Arun, what's your take on the whole Willian thing? The Willian thing was—I was disappointed, honestly. Uh, being someone who's like a supposedly a senior pro coming like from a team that has won a lot, he has experience of winning a lot of things, um, and a guy like him who is trusted a lot by the manager uh, doing something like this was pretty disappointing. Um, well um just just to draw some parallel i don't know if you guys know but but the pakistan uh, cricket team is touring new zealand right now um and you know everybody is in bio bubbles secure bio bubbles and they're supposed to follow protocols uh, to ensure like you know nothing 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 bad happens um and, and what pakistani team did was um, they had a breach and they've had like six cases of violation you know so six cases within a team of say 20 25 people Uh, and uh, new zealand have now said that if they do breach it again they'll be sent back home you know just just think about this situation and think about the willian situation uh, now the willian situation in england is i i believe is even worse because new zealand is a country that's got things under control 
um, everything seems to be going fine. And, and even in those situations, they're maintaining such strict measures. You think about a valiant situation, England is still not great, though they've opened like, you know, the grounds for uh, uh, fans and everything. It's still a place where uh, the, the pandemic the, is still prevalent, you know, the virus is not out. And th though people might or might not care, it's a too big a risk for, uh, not just for you, but for your team, as well as for the entire league that you're playing in. Uh, in that sense, especially like, you know, given this, uh, this situation and all that, I, I was pretty disappointed with what William did, you know, like, and, and your manager recovered from the, 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 the virus, you know, you, you're supposed to have a little bit more of responsibility, a little bit more of, you know, um, how could I, accountability. I, I, I felt that, you know, like the accountability was completely missing when he did that. It was like, okay, I'm going to do what I do, but then like I, I come back and I can play again because I'm a senior pro. Well, act like a senior pro first, you know. Um, and, and Arteta, uh, I, I agree with you. Maybe it's a repeat offender thing, but there should have been something, you know, like it's, um, it, it, it is true that we did not have another uh, senior player to play there uh, in the position for the plan, but then it doesn't really have to be that because you all also have like youngsters like Nelson, you know, Nelson did play in the game against Chelsea, if I remember, and he did, he played beautifully. Um, when we won, he scored the goal and we won. I think it was Chelsea City where he scored a goal and uh, we won. I don't remember the game. Uh, I think it was in the FA Cup. Uh, my, my uh, I think it was okay. Chelsea. I, I don't yeah, remember Chelsea. it, but so, I think it's Chelsea. Yeah, so so it, he has played in big games and he's shown that he can play against big, big teams. And Leeds are not as big as uh, Chelsea, you know, there's, there's no way, uh, especially given the current situation. So, it was it was not like a a, 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 a situation where we were we were like um, bereft of choices. I would say we did have choices. It's just that Atara chose to go with William, which again was a little disappointing for me because I I would have expected the manager to be a little more strict about this because it's not like an isolated incident, one-off incident. Like this is well, it is a one-off incident, but then this this is something that puts, like I said, the entire league in jeopardy. So you need to be more accountable. The players need to be more responsible, and something of this sort was pretty disappointing from 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 both both the people. Yeah. Mm. But but I I disagree with uh, some of the statements that Arun said though, uh, especially regarding William not performing. I felt that when in the starting, even though you say ten minutes, I. I thought it was closer to 20 minutes when we were we were really good. We were attacking, we were creating chances, we were causing a lot of trouble to Leeds, which caused Bielsa to BS Bielsa? Yeah, Bielsa to change the whole formation where he brought in one of the players in between Shaka and Sabayos to kind of create that influence. Uh, during that phase, I felt William was good and Willock was good. Uh, do you do you feel that way in the first twenty minutes around? That's that that you know you you're being very generous when you say twenty minutes. Those are the exact ten minutes that I think Elena and I are talking about uh, because it did seem like a good twenty minutes, but it was basically like a I think six to eight minutes when like all this Willock um, you know like he was trying to drive forward, uh, William was trying to make two something. Uh, Willock was Willock was the one who was really trying, but then after that spell, it just broke. You know, like nothing else happened. 
Uh, that's not what you expect if you have senior pros in your team. That's not what you expect. I don't know if it was the fault of the manager, but it always felt like we we're play always playing with the handbrakes on, uh, and the handbrakes were down so much that we were like you know failing to get off um, the, the halfway line. We were not able to proceed further. Uh, this this spell of good play that you're talking about is a good spell of eight to ten minutes, I would say, and that's what we've been talking about from the beginning. So it was never like a twenty-minute spell. I don't know which game you were watching. But I don't think it was ever twenty minutes. Well, I would have been happy if it was twenty minutes. Uh, I was I was disappointed exactly because of like you know how little we created or how little we tried to make things happen. Forget even about creation, like trying to make things happen did not just happen in this game. You know, like that intent that I keep talking about was uh, was completely absent, and I don't think it was ever visible before in any other game as much as it was visible during this game. That's that's why I'm really disappointed. It's like you lose. I was expecting a loss. Like I said, it's a bonus, but when you lose, there needs to be uh, something in there. You know, like some intent. Uh, like okay, let's even if you don't attack or if you don't create chances, let's let's at least play to something. Let's play like we have a plan, you know. Like let's play, let's be in the game. But this didn't seem like they were in, going to be in the game at all, you know. Like you can say all you want about William playing well, but playing well for like ten minutes in a ninety-minute game is is not good enough. That's true. But uh, do you think that Ellen? Do you think that this is a problem with the structure, or do you think it's a problem with the midfield? Because for me, Shahkan Sabayas okay. doesn't work. Shahkan Sabayas doesn't work. It has been proved by Emery. It has been proved by Arteta last season. It has been proved now. They made twenty passes, twenty no, no. odd passes each. The whole game, our midfielders made twenty plus passes. Let that sink in. That's no, no, no. Let me say add are. one thing. No, let me add. No, no, no. I will uh, like uh, contradict that. I won't see. I'm not saying Shahkan Sabayas are the perfect midfielders for us. Like they are like uh, average or at the maximum. But like, say, I want to highlight two things here. One is like, we missed David Lewis as an attacking player, and like, I don't want David Lewis in the team. But like, we are missing him because without him, right, there is no plan B. Mm-hmm. And I felt for this match, right, if not for his baby, he would have replaced Rob Holding and he would have played. So that was one big miss we did. And another reason why we felt we didn't have any strategy was because. we were playing this entire uh, season or even like last uh, some of like last season was with a single strategy of playing from the back if you remember many times in the previous uh, podcast like i would have said that like we are monotonous we are monotonous and leeds united is one team which can easily break that because of their high pressing as well as continuous pressing for the entire 90 minutes and if you see right like after the first 10 15 minutes when leeds started playing well our back four or even our goalie was afraid to build from the back they were trying some long like uh, leno was trying to send some long passes and like most of the time there was nobody to take it or like it was like not a proper pass we were not at all trying to build from the back and that is because like we were afraid leeds will score a goal and that is also the reason why like leeds were getting the ball immediately as soon as like we tried to send it through a long ball they were getting the ball and that is why there were waves and waves of attack there is not at all a plan b once bills are like uh, blocked or like defeated our uh, building from the back like once that strategy was gone right like there was like complete chaos there was like we were just playing 
than waiting for the 90 minutes to get over it was more like that because we were afraid to do anything and once like we were not able to build from the back right like your midfielders will not be influential at all they were getting the balls and they were try to pass it or like they were not getting it at a good area they couldn't pass it like but i'm not saying the, they are great but, but that like, is the this problem. game alone right we cannot so but the, but that is the problem right these two midfielders are someone that cannot do the one touch passing when was the last time you remember us passing the one touch passing you remember that uh, andre's video where he is like come on one touch pass no, right? no, no. and that Let is arsenal's thing. thing and no, no. most jaka and sebayos cannot no, do one touch happen, passing right no for that to happen no for that to happen right you cannot play with a defensive structure see with a defensive structure right you cannot do that like even you take manchester city they might have a good defensive structure at the back four but other than that kdb david silva like don't see this year's manchester city see last year kdb david silva magres or even aguero or sterling they all will be roaming everywhere our front five or front six right doesn't have that uh, freedom no but that is without that right that is the problem one touch pass is no, difficult no that is no, the problem for me no let me add one thing mm-hmm. let me add one other thing no let me add one other thing these guys zaka and sabellas are far far better than denilson and with denilson <laughs> right like you are able to, no 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 i'm just, <laughs> you're no, no, comparing no. the worst trying to say it's like no 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 even with denilson we were able to play attacking football denilson is known for his side passes but no. this match right no the problem even the is the side passes we were not able to give yeah the the problem is that that is what i'm saying the even denilson didn't have such a Uh, such a low turnover right when 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 jaka and sebayos get the ball they are taking too many touches they are not passing it no, with the, the, see, that is why I'm it saying, worked right? in the see. manchester united game because we played parte and we played uh, el nene both of them did a lot of single touch pass and when we see the cup games we see that vilak is doing that or any other midfielder we put there is doing that one touch pass which zaka and sepayos are not able to do it they are not able to do the half turns they are not able to actually shift gears and when that is not See, ha- uh, happening how is the, how is the front four coming into the picture because it is no, not that's what they are I'm not saying. getting the passes zaka, no zaka when he plays for switzerland he doesn't struggle this much zaka in any other games if you see right like or even our european league games he doesn't struggle this much the reason is like as arun said right in europe games right our team is like allowed freedom they are allowed to see zakas now only thing is like he has to like uh, constantly see the defense alone he is like always facing that side he is not at all facing the attacking side at all most of the times if you see like even when the ball is going in an attack right he is not committing to go for a counter attack he is always staying back so his approach is always like stay back pass it back that is what like get the pass from there so his mind is blocked i'm not saying like zaka is like the perfect fit see even i agree with you the perfect defensive uh, pairing for us will be like one of elneny and zaka who used to be the defender and parte before them we are playing parte behind them or equal to them but i want parte above them so that is the perfect midfield combination for us but with parte being injured we didn't have that option and zaka and sabella right like see they can at least right like as i said like uh, sabellas you should allow him to run freely in the front tag like see he is not going to give the killer pass but he is going to bring some players around him or he is going to create some chaos in the opposition half because but, with leeds right like but they for are, me like, still he is taking too many touches too many touches uh, the, and that is not something like that, that no right, that's the same as pepe but, like but, pepe will dribble and go 
this guy will not dribble also properly he will try to like uh, search where the passes and he will have too many touches but i'm pa- not denying that but pepe is trying to beat opponent players sebayos is not trying to beat the opponent player the opponent player is trying to beat sebayos so taking too many touches touches there is a problem when uh, when compared to taking no, no, too I many touches no, no, i agree up the field right i no, no, I, I agree I, on that like uh, that is why i said zakan sebayos is not going to be a perfect pair at all but what i'm just trying to say is like this game right we cannot blame them because it was not their fault alone like see you as i said right like you are playing some people who are see if you take say for example villa or nelson they are not going to play in the structure they are going to play attackingly or even pepe for that matter and these guys have been like playing in this structure for some time and they have been asked to play the same structure so there is a gap between our midfield and forward so they cannot pass there similar ways we were like building from the back to like from the defense to the midfielders that was stopped so they were not getting their passes also so that is what i was trying to say like zaka and sebelas are the not the only reason for our failure this game but if you ask in isolation whether they are the perfect pairing for us going forward the answer is no i agree with you mm-hmm. but this game i won't put the blame on them alone because like it was a complete uh, collapse or i would say it's a tactical error by arteta maybe i won't blame arteta also for that because he is more defensive minded coach and like he was trying to do something in an attacking way because of villa's uh, game if we didn't have like that international break right he wouldn't have thought too much and he might not have played this formation at all because even though he played an attacking formation he wanted the team to play defensively which is like his go through way like so i wouldn't blame arteta too but like this are like expected uh, mistakes from a new coach starting or playing in his very first season Mm-hmm. so this was an expected mistake from him but like uh, it's a collective mistake is what i'm saying mm-hmm. i don't uh, your thoughts on the zaka sabayas pairing especially because i want you to weigh in on the on the side where this is the same pairing that cost emery his job mm, that's true this is the same pairing that did cost emery his job um when you play zaka and sabayas you're really not doing anything there in the midfield are you yeah <laughs> exactly only, that's uh, that's the, my the only, biggest concern right because they yeah, are the not only, a... the only other tepid formation that i can think of is playing elleni and like maybe you know uh, who are the other defensive it it's crazy uh, maybe elleni and shaka even then the ball is not going to move forward um you are right sebayos doesn't have the passing range sebayos doesn't have like you know um the ability to move the fall forward or like shift gears so you, you you got it absolutely right um he's more of a player who creates a bit of nuisance gets out of tight spaces he's that kind of a player but he's not someone who can like, who you can expect to like you know create that final ball for you that's become very obvious um this game i do not think we had another option we we had to go with jaka and sabayos in this game party was not available ideally you would have a mid of like either jaka like allen said you know either jaka or elleni along with party that's that's the midfield that we should be going for with with another person uh, who who can act as like you know the integrator who can given those passes to the final third but unfortunately given the current situation we don't seem to be having the riches to play the game that we want to play or the formation that we want to play uh, we are ultimately left with no option but to play the two guys who cost emery his job so if you want to put it that way so um i think it's it's right now it's down to uh, an issue of availability um and and that is kind of like forcing the manager he doesn't have another option in there 
uh, he did play Willock. Uh, we wanted him to play Willock. He did play Willock, but Willock did not do anything outside of his eight minutes, eight bright minutes that he had. Um, so honestly, I do not know right now who could be the other partner for either one of them. Like, is Jaka the right partner for Sabayos? Is Sabayos the right partner for Jaka? Like, who or where uh, can these two guys play? I, I really don't have an answer for you now, but. If Jaka is going to play, I wouldn't ideally play Sabayos. I would just have him as someone who can create some impact, you know, like like how he did in the Liverpool game. Once he came in and those sort of games, when, when you need something right at the end uh, or when you need, like, you know, to shake things up a bit, maybe he can be a, a proper player. But outside of that, he cannot be a creator. I was not really happy right from the beginning when it was announced that we are going to get this guy. It just seemed like a, a backup option for me. But mm-hmm. if we are going to depend on this guy for our goals, we're not going to keep it. You know, that's not. Yeah, good. I was not fan of so, Sebayos too. Yes. I am still not a fan of Sebayos too. He's not our answer. Neither am for- I. I, I do no. not know why we spent like fifteen to twenty million on him on a loan deal. Uh, we could have very well like got someone else. Uh, well, well, like you know, this is it's it's done. But uh, so with with what we have and what he does. Uh, maybe, maybe he could be like you know an alternative to what Villa can offer us. But outside of that, is he going to be an alternative to Shaka? No. Is he going to be an alternative to uh, Party? No, uh, because he's not the kind of guy who's going to send like an 80 meter pass, an 80 yard pass. He's not the guy who's going to do that. He's not the guy who's going to like run along with your centre forwards or wingers or inverted wingers and and link up play with them. He's not going to do that. He's somewhere in between. And that somewhere in between is not really required of the team now. Or rather, we have a guy who does that better in party, you know. Mm-hmm. So, is Sabayos being more of bits and pieces, should stay as his bits and pieces footballer in, in for the team. Like more of a squad player, like how we use AMN rather than a starter. Mm-hmm. But it's unfortunate that he's starting, you know. And that's, that's the level that we are in right now. So, mm. I hope the fans understand that. <laughs> but I want to hold you there for the uh, game-changing moment. Although I don't, I don't feel that it's a game-changing moment because we didn't do anything before that too. And um, Pepe's card. Uh, what was Pepe thinking right there? Because I want to hold you there because you are the most vocal supporter of Nico. So let's hear it from you. What What do you um, make of that situation? Uh, one second. <laughs> yeah, go one ahead, second. Like... Because so before you uh, go into that, like uh, let me put a little bit more pressure on Arun that <laughs> You are saying it's not a game-changing moment, but I would say it was a game-changing moment. The reason being, the last time Ateta and Bisla played together, right, was in an FA Cup against Leeds. Yeah. If you see that entire game, right, like we would have played really bad in the first half. Second half, right, like we would have like scored a goal and like we will be winning 1-0. The goal scorer was Nelson. Mm-hmm. Nelson had just come into the second half replacing Villian. So it was very much similar to like that. And, and he game. started really good. Uh, N- Nelson started really good yes, when yeah. he came he on. Started, yeah. That's what we started playing well with like in the second half. Until this uh, thing. See, after that, Saka <laughs> was the only player to play. But like until this incident, right? Like we were playing good. So we might have repeated that 1-0. So all in all to Arun now for his favorite player. <laughs> okay. Uh, two things in there. Uh, number one, um, he... great players have a streak of madness. Uh, and... <laughs> great players, <laughs> G- really? <laughs> okay. Uh, let me not say great players. Okay. Geniuses have a streak of madness. And this is probably his thing, you know. Um, but but it was very irresponsible. I would totally agree with you. I was I was like really shocked 
because it's not the intensity of the action but it's the intent that mm-hmm. matters and that intent right there was wrong it's easy to game these things you know like all that you need is a small move a small shove a small push to make it seem like you've broken the other guy's leg or like that you left him paralyzed on the floor we've seen that happen a lot and with all these cameras going on i don't know if it was miscommunication no that the guy he hit alioski yeah he swiss so probably he did say something in french to rile him up you know like uh, i don't see pepe understanding stuff in english just yet to rile him up so i'm pretty sure it was said in a language that he understood and was able to comprehend really well so probably that added fuel to what was going on there um but whatever it is whatever it is um that was extremely responsible now let's take all of that factors like you know the thing that happened against leeds last time we played nelson coming in and scoring goals all that even if we take all of that out what he did at that point was extremely responsible but i know you're a fan of uh, batman and the batman trilogy movies why do we fall master bruce <laughs> <laughs> so the the mold is the uh, dark knight rises game is that is that what yes. you're saying <laughs> yes yes so no i was actually uh, thinking that like uh, he is coming from french league and like he wanted to like give respect to one of the best players of uh, french football uh, zinedine zidane Nah. So I thought like Arun would try to say something like that but you went for No that but, uh, but 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 I want to ask you this question right Pepe doesn't it, there are a few concerns for me right there with Pepe The first one is uh, right there when you said that Pepe doesn't understand much of English he has been here for more than a year now he should be able to communicate a lot more in English but that is really really concerning for me because he's not he doesn't seem to be a fit for arsenal he doesn't feel arsenal yet like how you can see that uh, gabriel feels arsenal how you can see that uh, like even parte feels arsenal you don't feel that nico feels arsenal yet and it's been too long it's been a year and a half he has been with us and he still doesn't speak english i mean it's okay if he doesn't speak english but he doesn't feel arsenal that's my concern and the second concern is this is pepe's first red card ever and and he being an introvert to go into that mode is he being pushed there right like with all this whole talk about uh, ateta not preferring him uh, ateta not giving him a chance is this something that is a boil over from from all the other things that pepe has done this arun do you want me to answer that i think i might support you for a change yeah, for pepe go for it, go for it. <laughs> let's see i might have something against it as well so let's go for it okay no for the first time right like uh, i might be supporting pepe here like uh, see you said about uh, gabriel parte all the players like who are feeling like arsenal one common thing with both of them they are defensive players Villian for that matter he has played in premier league he has played for a club like chelsea which is again in london he doesn't feel the same way too and he has openly said that there is confusion on what he is doing for this team mm-hmm. many of our attacking players right have this problem now in the current team they doesn't know what they are doing or anything when you are confused yourself right like club and other things comes later first of all you are confused at what you are doing itself and that is why i see pepe is like having some uh, Issue. No, that is uh, that is on pitch. What I'm asking is even off pitch. That is what I'm saying. He, he's not. See, he's uh, not feeling Villian, good uh, about it. 
does he feel good about doesn't feel good being in arsenal i don't know no that's what i'm saying billion also doesn't feel uh, the same way right like if you see terni as like involved uh, very good in the last one year mm-hmm. tierney is a different group but again if you see he's also a defensive player you see a pattern there all the defensive player right they are feel like they are valued we have signed and, only defensive players apart from nico we haven't signed i mean willian is from chelsea uh, of course he's not going to feel home at arsenal just yet i mean we cannot say that right like see he has like lot of his brazilian players see, i'm not saying like he can go and say like i'm full and full an arsenal player mm-hmm. but like willian's uh, experience at the level of uh, years he has played right he has to be at least a professional even that is missing uh, this thing and that is because of the like uh, you are not attached at all like see attacking players i don't see even nelson or any youngsters also right they feel that attachment like see when emery took over right martinelli was new but he had that attachment immediately that is because the coach has given him like support the coach has given him his backing the coach is like uh, allowing him to do what he wants to do or within like control but he is not going to allow him blindly like with a control see that kind of thing is missing for all our attacking players so that is one reason why i feel like you don't see that like maybe they might have that passion but you don't see that with respect to pepe's second question right like see he is the least played of all the important players like uh, for the arsenal this season and this was his chance for him to prove because of other players not available and like his chance to showcase that he can play all of this right like uh, see what he did is like completely stupid thing like let us not i feel like he's at a stage like where is like uh, threshold level is like broken or like is at like maximum level of his threshold level and that is something like why i felt like he made that mistake because see in the olden days it is easy to do this on escape with the var uh, age right there are hundreds of cameras like which will see what has happened and like they can punish him later also so with all this right like i wouldn't think like he would have normally done that even if whatever the other person said is bad it's a collective pressure pitch is facing for the last few weeks or like last few months that has made sure like uh, it has impacted like this way mm-hmm. arun do you agree with elen what he said um mostly yes uh, you know we've been talking about pepe and pepe airing out his frustrations and all that um i've been telling this over and over again like every time i speak the guy's 23 you know like he is probably the most direct player that we have in the squad right now and if you did notice how he played for lil he was always the player highest up on the pitch for lil which meant that his job was to get the ball run in and score the goals or get the ball run in and give the ball a, a layoff for a, for a, for a goal the formation and the gameplay that we have at present right now is completely opposite of that like i said we've always been playing with with like sort of a handbrake on uh, which is preventing us from like you know not even like shifting gears like not even like thinking about the next gears which is in turn affecting like a more direct player like pepe you know you would ideally want him to give the freedom i'm not saying let's do another ozil by like giving him the freedom uh, and not having him defend but the guy can defend but then you're not really playing yet to his strengths i would say we are not playing his yet to his strengths yet we are not utilizing his pace you know like that is his biggest asset his pace and his directness are his biggest asset like i said we the game against mold in the europa league uh, where he had he seemed to have more freedom um was 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 a perfect example of what he could do if if he's given the chances you know those are the kind of games that he needs on a consistent basis 
if if you want to see the player that you played paid 72 million for uh it's like you're you're buying uh, you know like a ferrari and making it work like a fiat that's not going to work you know uh, i'm not saying nico's ferrari just a, just a, just an analogy but but that's that's the way in which we are make, playing him you know like so um for me until we get uh, another player who can like take all the creative responsibility on himself uh, you know like the, the player that we've been crying out for we are not going to see the best of pepe because he doesn't have that freedom he's still a part of a rigid system where um we are still like bereft of any any quality um creativity a creative player which means that there's a lot of confusion in the middle no one knows who's going to carry the ball towards the end will have tried it fail um who else have tried uh, tried it sabayas like we spoke about fail so when you don't have those players Uh, and when he's a part of like you know he's still confined uh, that 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 makes a, a lot of um, a difference in the way in which he plays now did this frustration lead him to headbutt i don't know for me i it just felt like you know it was a spur of the moment thing that had been brewing maybe like 5 minutes before that the incident happened or even less than 5 minutes because we did see the two of them talking to each other alias ken pepe um I don't know if Pepe knows English as well like I said but I don't think that should be any issue but um when the incident did happen uh, I don't know if it was like a, a result of all these frustrations but it was it was something that did come out but if what what I liked the most was the way in which he responded uh, in the very next game you know so it shows that you have mm-hmm. a player that's willing to um, learn work for the team he's he's ready to like you know um give it us all if if things uh, do uh, work so we do have a very good player in our hands as right now up to like you know the the team and the management to see how they use him uh, and i i'm i'm i for one he might have had his frustrations but i for one i'm not like really concerned about him being disappointed or him being like you know um unhappy or sad if you could use that words of being an arsenal arsenal for me if you say pepe is not arsenal i would say i, I would say pepe is the kind of player that we need at arsenal that's that's how i would say if he's not if he's not arsenal yet for you that means that we have not seen a player of his kind yet and probably that's the kind of player that we need the expector that we need and for me in that yeah. sense yeah he's he's going to do well for sure Mm-hmm. So uh, uh because of just like uh, before you go into next thing two things from my side like very short things one mm-hmm. is Pepe had a very good first season like see you are just even if you go by stats right like uh, not many people from any of the teams had such a good stats in their very first season very great players too so it was not as bad as like we are portraying and putting just because the 72 million tag is associated with them there are questions like but even if you see in the past like even if you see our last podcast like where we are talking about our ex players the amount might have been less but compared to the current situation and that situation right that was actually greater than the 72 million so that is one reason like why you see his performance is bad but even though his first year performance was really really good mm-hmm. second thing is like he is far far better than theo walcott on many things and <laughs> theo walcott was a very good winger for us yeah yeah that's true we cannot deny that and mm-hmm. so if we can properly utilize pepe he will be like a big asset to us one more one more thing because i think um, uh, i have to mention it here the system that we play atada doesn't want to like uh, play both inverted wingers you know pepe is more of an inverted winger he's not a line hugging winger so which means that he is not able to get the freedom that he really uh, you know like thrives on 
and that and that's the reason why you you're playing William more on the right because he hugs the line and he provides more defensive stability the moment we get someone else on the left who can like you know uh, or like we can start a game plan with the the creative player and someone on the left who can balance this we'll see the best of pepe hopefully hopefully we see the best of pepe and that kind of moves us forward um, uh, let's just jump on to this i have this one question which i want to ask with you both and i want it to be like answered really crisply um so where are we in this project arteta uh, do you think we are moving forward especially considering that last time uh, when we met chelsea arteta batted uh, frank out of the park by gameplay by tactics by everything and now chelsea are leading the table they are they have got so much investment in yes and no and now frank looks like a really good coach especially with their gameplay with their positioning and everything so where are we with arteta where are where is arsenal heading with arteta elen i'll start it with you okay uh, first of all chelsea right if you see maybe morino was a different thing and they had some good coaches i'm not saying like they were always players team and coaches were people like who were just like taking them to the next level and there were occasions where the coach didn't do anything the players themselves took them to a different level too Robert we have seen that uh, thing yeah uh, like frank situation is similarly the same they have got good players and that players have taken them to a next level see the only thing which was missing for them was a goalie which they got it this year with mendy and they have like become a super team after that but if you see right even big teams like uh, manchester city when they go to transition period they struggle see they missed only one player this season david silva and you see what they are like all their attacking freedom is gone because of one player missing which is david silva and they are still the same coach pep who's like a world best coach and they have got all the world best players but they are still struggling so transition will take time so i won't like uh, be worried like whether chelsea is going up or not but at least i see some progress let me say that also like uh, if i don't see arteta removing the sanchez by say march or april because like that time he would have played more european league games more of this thing maybe we might get somebody in january they might get adapted or anything if he's going to stick for this like say till the end of the year or this thing also our transition will be too late he has to get told of that like see this is his first proper year of coaching whatever he learns from all these mistakes or all these games right i should see something in the second half of the season on how he has worked on that if mm-hmm. not right our project arteta is like getting stagnant mm-hmm. or else we will be like see even klopp in his very first season didn't do much for liverpool it took three four seasons for him to make them like a strong team same way can happen with arteta too but provided he is ready to learn okay arun your take on where we are at project arteta okay two things uh, the first one it's always been a pattern where uh, against teams that don't play a low block we've been performing well so chelsea united and all these teams that are actually looking to get three points uh, are uh, easy game not easy are manageable games for us i would say so that's that's kind of like one of that settles that's uh, happening because we have a more settled defense so but this getting the settled defense and the stability was the first step of the process we have done the first step of the process um we progressed but unfortunately i believe we are stagnating we're not moving forward we're not moving back we're just at the same position which is not good because if you want to 
be at the same position you have to keep running and that running is what we're not doing at this point so if you ask me uh, there are a few signs of stagnation but um, if even with these signs of stagnation and without getting a creative player in january if we're able to finish at six that is a huge progress for us at the end of the season because that is you need to be very realistic about what you want to achieve uh, you cannot expect like uh, us to be in the top four in this very season you know though all of us would love to be in the top four all of us would love to like those are expectations but it's it's to be realistic if we finish sixth that would be great so for me i believe where we are right now is not where i thought we would be i thought there would be a little more fluidity in attack uh, to go with the stability in defense but that fluidity in attack is what i'm not seeing it's not about beautiful football again i don't want this like one touch football but something needs to happen where we see something uh, in the final third that gives us more confidence and i don't have that confidence just yet when it comes to attacking defensively we've grown a lot so that's why i said maybe we made progress but it seems like we are at the same point for a while and i i i think this would continue to happen uh, till we maybe like get another uh, guy who can be creative in january uh, if we don't if we don't then we'll have to play with what we have and yeah let's see top 6 hmm. okay so uh, let's keep this episodes short i just want to uh, you know complete this with the prediction to the wolves games uh, ellen what's your prediction to the wolves games wolves game uh it will be like 1-1 is what i feel because i expected a lot from wolves this season with no europa and like only focusing on testing uh, the coach and they are a good team too but they are struggling this season for some reason mm-hmm. and uh, we are also like see i still uh, have the belief that like we are defensively good but uh, wolves like uh, for their part right they have some players who can trouble our defense so with that right they might sneak a goal and once they score that goal right we will try to attack little bit and we will get an equalizer that's what i feel uh, still not going for game. a win still not going for a win no uh, the issue with us is like uh, i still doesn't get the confidence how we will score a goal mm. see i have seen lot of defensive minded teams or like even relegation teams right they all have a strategy like we will defend completely and this is how we try to score a goal either through set pieces or through counter attacks or some ways i couldn't like find that pattern with us like uh, after watching all these games also like i see we have players who can individually score a goal that i am not denying that we are capable of that but like the current strategy right i don't see anywhere like where we are capable see if you take this chart uh, we are the best uh, set piece defending team in the entire premier league until now like all the teams have considered at least one goal we are yet to concede a goal even after like uh, nine game weeks which itself is like a big thing for arsenal when we know our past record but i don't see the same kind of thing like doing our attacking set pieces right like uh, it is similar kind of thing i don't see much changes whereas in europa league i still see lot of creativity even for an attacking set pieces so that's why like uh, i'm still uh, saying 1-1 I don't have confidence on our goal scoring. Okay, Arun. Is yeah. it a home game or an away game? Uh, let me just check. I think that's... my prediction depends a lot on that. <laughs> I think it's a it's a home game. It's a home game. Yes. Home game. Home game. I think it'll be a zero-zero draw. Ah, come yeah, on. It's like it'll be a 0-0 draw or a 1-1 draw. No one's predicting a win. <laughs> we won't score, we won't let them score. Either. Come on. I'm I'm going for a 2-0 no, victory. No, that's that's how we play. Let's let's 
Well, Picasso, it's not like we don't want a victory. It's just no, that, but but uh, I just know, feel like, that we are going to have. I just feel that we are going to have like a two 0 victory. It's about time. That would be great. That would be great because it's been like so long since we saw a goal from yes. open play in the league. I would like literally cry if we do see a goal in open play <laughs> next game, and if we do win two zero. So do do record that when you do cry this weekend of because I feel, do that. Yeah. I feel <laughs> that we are going to score like open 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 play goal and uh, do record that and we'll upload that in uh, YouTube. Um, sure. it's, it's Definitely, a... <laughs> uh, because those. Yeah, so just ahead. like to add one query from my side since Sarun brought this home game up, this thing. Uh, do we like uh, like after this game week, right? Like are uh, spectators allowed in Premier League too? Because uh, I like a no, statement next for week. the next uh, next week. Yeah, next after week, this game week, week, right? Yeah, yeah. Next week, as in midweek, we are going to have like two thousand spectators, so it's going to be a lot more interesting. <laughs> Let's see how the players. Eighteen hundred of those spectators will keep booing the style of game. <laughs> That's going to. Be <laughs> let's let's hope not let's hope not that uh, because uh, emirates is sometime uh, supportive of some things that we do and i hope that is what we see and uh, let me stop the part right there thank you all for joining today and uh, hopefully we'll meet after the victory that you both guys didn't predict bye bye <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of the pod for more Arsenal-related content, please like, subscribe, and share to the Awakeners podcast. See you next week.